It's good to see you all in the house of the Lord today. If you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, let's turn to Matthew, the 8th chapter. The Gospel of Matthew, the 8th chapter. Now, a lot of times I'll tell you to put a bookmark there, but that's not necessary today. But I am going to encourage you to take a pen and jot down some Scripture because I've got a bunch that I'm going to rattle through hereafter directly and I'm not going to take the time to turn to all of them. So you may want to uh, jot them down to where later on you will have them to, uh, to go back and, and, and uh, to uh, study and, and, and look at. And there's going to be quite a few of them. If you don't get them, just get with me after church and uh, I'll see to it that you get, get them or text me or whatever you need to do. Call me, it don't matter. Matthew the 8th chapter. Y'all there? Amen? Amen. Beginning in verse 1. When He, Jesus, was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed Him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped Him, saying, Lord, if Thou wilt, Thou can makest me clean. And Jesus put forth His hand and touched him, saying, I will be thy clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now, let me visit with you today with just two key words that we just read. And the title of this sermon is, I will. I will. Now, as we start looking at this text, you have to understand that this was right after Jesus had finished the Sermon on the Mount. If you go back to Matthew, the 5th chapter through the 7th chapter, you will see all the great teachings that, that Jesus taught as He stood on the side of the mountainside and He spoke to the multitudes that followed Him. Notice that, and if you go back, and this is kind of your homework assignment, is to go back and look at chapters 5 through 7. And I want you to, to pay very careful attention to the words that Jesus spoke and the authority and power that has never, never or ever was known before. In fact, it, it had been a long time. It had been like 400 years since uh, a prophet had entered the land of Israel and spoke the oracles of God with such power. Now, you might be thinking about John the Baptist. You know, John the Baptist came along uh, there during Jesus' time and, and, and preached and, and preached with uh, a lot of power and a lot of authority, but not with the power that could compare with the power and authority and the, the anointment behind Jesus' words that, that spoke. You know, and in fact, when, when Jesus spoke, when God spoke, uh, you, you have to look at it like this. Not only did Israel listen, but the whole world listened. And all of creation stood at attention, if you will, until the commands were given and the words that had 
or were spoken had come to pass. You know, the Bible tells us that when Jesus speaks, that, that demons tremble. Well, because here what we see is we see the Creator of all things who spoke the worlds into existence. And here He is standing on a hillside and He's, he's preaching or speaking or, or, or talking to any of these men that, and women that would open up their hearts and their minds to listen to Him. And I want you to think about this. Have you ever wondered what it would have been like if you could have been there? Have you ever wondered what it would have been like if you could have been one of the ones sitting there listening to Jesus? Or have you ever thought about the power and the anointment that must have been in, in Jesus and in His voice as He was delivering this Sermon on the Mount? And the reason that I say this is this was Jesus standing before this multitude preaching and teaching, but this was God Himself. This was God in the flesh. This, this was not just some mortal man. This, this was God wrapped up in the flesh who had come down to save humanity. And the Bible tells us, and kind of getting to the text that we looked at this evening, as Jesus started descending from that mountain to enter into the city of Jerusalem, the, the crowds followed Him and they pressed very near Him to see what He would do next. You know, Jesus had, had started developing a reputation by this time and people were wondering about Him and curious about Him and, and, and they wanted to see if He was going to perform some great miracle. They, they wanted to see if He was going to heal some sick body, if, if, if He was going to raise someone from the dead. You know, they were looking to see what was going to happen next. What, what this, this guy named Jesus was going to do next. But as He was walking down this hill and, and talking probably with these people, the Bible tells us in our text that along came a leper and fell down before Jesus with a humble spirit and He was seeking to be healed and seeking to be cleansed. Oh my, what a great case this was for Jesus. At this particular time, just think about this, the circumstances. Here this man that, that was unclean came and plopped down right before Jesus and started worshiping Jesus and the situation in this incident. This was a Jesus fixer and a Jesus fixer only. And there was no hope for this leper. Think about this. In, in fact, he, he was caught, if you will, in a prison of, of flesh that was slowly but surely killing him. Now, and unfortunately, there were no medical doctors that could help him. There was no priest that could cleanse him. Nor was there any power on earth that could release this man from this prison body of, of basically a death sentence. Now, I want to tell you just a little bit about leprosy. Maybe you knew, maybe you didn't. 
But leprosy is also known as Hansen's disease. And this is an infectious disease that not only damages the skin, but it damages the nervous system as well. It was caused by a bacteria, a, a bacteria, a microbacterium lepra. And, and it could become so infectious, it could become so severe that it would cause amputation. Well, you have to understand, in this time that we're talking about, there were no immunologists, there were no dermatologists, there was no vascular surgeons that could help this man, that was available to help this man. But then there was Jesus. And Jesus can. Oh, how I love that. I love that phrase. When everything seems impossible, when, when all hope seems to be gone, when you find yourself in a situation such as this leper, you never forget that phrase, Jesus. Because there He was. Know that when no one else can, Jesus can. Know that when no one else will, Jesus will. I'm reminded of the song, Who opens doors that I cannot see? Who will make all my decisions for me? Jesus will. Jesus will. The song goes on to say, When I'm in trouble, he gives me a song in the night season and all day long. Who make and who makes me do right when I would do wrong? Jesus will. Yes, Jesus will. Know that Jesus is your answer when there is no answer. Jesus is your hope when it seems like all hope is gone. Jesus is your solution when there is a problem before you that seems so insurmountable that there seems like there's no way to overcome it. Let me tell you something, folks. There is nothing too hard for Him. There is nothing impossible for Him. This leper was unclean. And according to the law of Moses, he could never enter the gates of the city. Why? Because Jerusalem was a holy city that had been dedicated to God. Now let me show you something. Let me show you a thing or two about a thing or two. Maybe you know this. Maybe you don't. But this leper had to be in a hurry. He had to get to Jesus before Jesus got into the city gates. Why? Because He wasn't allowed in the city. So I want you to understand that, that He knew beyond the shadow of the doubt that He had to get to Jesus before Jesus entered the gates. So He came as fast as He could. And that's a lesson in itself right there. Uh, you know, we, we, we need to get to Jesus before He gets into the gates. In other words, we need to work while it's day. But just vision this man. Visualize this man if you will. Here he is going to Jesus to get cleansed. And every step that he took, his faith would grow a little stronger. Every step that he took, he grew stronger and stronger because of the hope that he had. When this leper, 
who was representing absolutely the hopeless condition of the sin-sick soul, when he came to Jesus, fell down before Jesus, and worshipped the Lord and confessed that Jesus was the only one that could do him any good. Jesus was the only one that could offer him hope. Jesus was the only one that could set him free. And he cast himself upon the mercy of Christ, and he was showing us just exactly what it takes to be completely set free from the bondage of sin that holds us back. Amen. Whoo, I'm feeling it now. Look out, Roy, something's going to happen. Folks, you get tired of me week after week harping on this. But you can't whip the devil in his own power. You can't. Why? We're not strong enough. Jesus has already conquered him. You can't defeat all the powers of darkness in, in your own power. But Jesus can. Jesus will. Jesus has already beaten them once and for all. You can't defend everything on your own. But we can use the power of God. We must use the power of God to reveal to you everything that the devil is trying to set against you. I've told you time and time again, he's trying to do anything and everything in his power to destroy you. So we must cast aside everything that holds us back. We have to cast aside our pride, our abilities, our hopelessness, cast aside our teachings that we can't deliver, cast aside every little weight, every little sin that so easily burdens us down, that drags us down, and then we worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because I believe that Jesus not only has all the power of heaven in His hand, on earth in His hand, to set us free once and for all, but I believe that it is His perfect will to do that. The problem is, we don't think so. Because there's this word doubt. Where do you think doubt comes from? That's just one of the ways He tries to stop you. That's one of the ways He tries to drag you down. This leper needed help. And you notice what he does. He asked Jesus, Will you help me? And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, I will be thou clean. Just like that. And instantaneous, instantaneously, he wasn't a leper anymore. He was cleansed. He was made whole. And I know that this man probably had been told, once you're a leper, you're always a leper. You're never going to be made clean. But Jesus set him free. And now he's not a leper anymore. And I know maybe somebody in the past has told you that 
Once you're a crook, you're always a crook. Once you're a liar, you're always a liar. Maybe somebody told you once that you've bombed out or once you're a hypocrite or a backstabber or a fraud or once a hater or once a sinner, always a sinner. But I've got some good news. And that good news is if we will just humble ourselves and call on the mercy of the Lord, He will say, I will. I will. And I've got to tell you something else this evening. When Jesus delivers you, He don't just deliver you halfway. He delivers you all the way. How many of y'all like to halfway do things? We all kind of do stuff sometimes like that, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Not Curtis. <laughs> Amen. Praise God, Curtis. You keep it up. Maybe, maybe the pastor needs to come over and take lessons. <laughs> but a lot of times we will. We'll want to take the easy way out. We'll want to take the shortcut out. But when Jesus heals you, He heals you completely. Jesus told that leper to do what He said, go and show Himself to the priest so they could verify His healing and, and allow you back into the, the, to, to life, according, allow you back into the mainstream of life according to the law of Moses. But then Jesus tells him something interesting. Jesus says, once He tells him that, He, he, he tells him to, to tell no one. Go and show yourself to the priest. That's the command. Why did Jesus tell him to do that? As I was reading that, did that kind of jump off the page at you a little bit? I find it very interesting. And I'm going to tell you what I think. You know, we, we, we have to ask the question, why didn't Jesus want this leper going through town telling everybody? Or, or did Jesus want to keep this deliverance away from everyone. You know, secret. I, I don't believe that's the reason. I, I, first, I believe that the first natural reason that He didn't want Him to tell anyone is because Jesus knew that people wouldn't believe Him. Jesus, Jesus knew that people would try to water down that healing. Because everybody can't get what God does for you in your life. They just can't. It's too overwhelming. Everybody can't celebrate with you. 
Some people will say, oh, it, it, it wasn't all of that, really, was it? Jesus is still in the miracle doing business. Amen. We see it all the time. You're looking at Ted McNeely back there. He's a walking miracle. You're a walking miracle too. And God's not through with you. I can tell you that. I believe the second, and this is on a spiritual level, that Jesus told this leper not to go tell anyone, but go to the priest and keep quiet, is because Jesus didn't want to draw attention away from the miracle. People just look at the healing and cleansing. But He wanted to focus on the fact that all men, every one of us, need healing. Every one of us need cleaving. We need deliverance that, that, that just like this man that was a leper. You know, all men are sin, sinners and need that healing, cleansing touch. He wanted us to know that, that all of us had such a great spiritual need that we must go to Him in faith. We must go to Him repenting and believing. Why did this guy go to Jesus in the first place? For the fun of it? No, he went to Jesus because he knew Jesus was going to do something. If anybody could help him, he knew that Jesus could. That's what you call faith. And he knew that if he didn't go, his life was going to remain in complete hopelessness. So now I want to ask you the burning question of the day. And that burning question is, what do you need Jesus to do for you right now? What do you need Him to do for you right now? Alright, here we go. If you're going to jot down notes, here's the time to do it. We're going to start off with healing. If it's healing, Jesus says, I will. You find it in Isaiah 53, 5. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes we are healed. If it's rest, Jesus says, I will. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If it's deliverance, Jesus says, I will. Isaiah 46.4 And even to you of old age, I am He. And even to gray-haired people, I will carry you, I have made. And I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. If it's encouragement, Jesus said, I will. Deuteronomy 31.6 Be strong and of good courage. Fear not nor be afraid of them. 
For the Lord thy God, because he that doeth go with thee, he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. If it's salvation, Jesus said, I will. John 3, John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. Did I get it right? And then it goes on to say, verse 17, For God not... For God sent not His Son unto the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. If it's cleansing, Jesus said through the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 6.11, I will. 6.11 says, But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. If it's wisdom that you need, Jesus said, I will. You find it in James 1.5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally. If it's faith, Jesus said, I will. You find this in Romans 12.3. For I say to every man that is among you, God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. If it's power, Jesus said, I will. In Acts 1.8, He said, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. If it's guidance, Jesus said, I will. You find it in John 16.13. How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. Jesus said, I will meet your needs, but don't just focus on the miracle. Focus on the miracle worker. If you didn't get them all, let me know and I'll get them to you. Now let's get back to our leper guy here for just a minute. I told you this leper was living in a prison. He didn't choose to be there. He didn't want to be there. But it was one that he could not get out of his own. It was one he could not get out by himself. And who was the key? Jesus was the key. Here again, I'm going to ask you, what do you need from the Lord right now? What is it that's holding you back? What has got you locked up that you can't find the key to? Jesus is that key that can open that lock. You see, here's the thing. And this is a very simple little lesson. But we, we see this leper going to the man, the only man that could get him out of this pickle that he was in. And what did he do? He didn't walk up and just slap him on the back and say, Hey, buddy old pal, can you help me out a little bit here? He cast himself down before the Lord and said, Have mercy on me. It's just like the old song says, When God's people humble themselves and call on Jesus, and they look to heaven expecting as they pray, I believe that something's going to happen 
and it might just be today. Now I've been asking you a very important question. What do you need from Jesus right now? And I'm going to follow that up with saying this. Are you willing to cast yourself down, humble yourself in total surrender. Because that's what this leper did. If you are willing, Jesus will give you the desires of your heart. I'm going to tell you a story. Preachers always got stories. Always. And this is kind of an old story. But this is a story about a little boy. And this little boy was standing on the sidewalk waiting for the bus. And a man walking by spotted this little boy and he said, young man, if you're going to catch the bus you need to move down to the corner cause the bus stops at the corner and the little boy said no I'll be okay right here the bus will stop right here for me well the older gentleman kinda got a little more uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here adamant and he said young man I'm telling you if you're waiting on the bus, I've been waiting on this bus for 30 years. I'm telling you, if you want to catch the bus, you need to go to the corner. And the little boy said, no, it'll be fine. I'll stay right here. Well, about that time, the bus made the corner and pulled up right in front of the little boy and opened the door and the little boy jumped on the bus. And the older gentleman was standing there speechless and the little boy turned around and goes, when your dad's driving the bus, he'll stop and pick you up. <laughs> Y'all wondered where I was going with that. But let me tell you something. Did you get it? Did you get it? Or did it go right over the top of your head? Did you get it? You see, when you have a family relationship with the driver, he's always going to stop and pick you up. It's just like if your father was a U.S. Senator, you don't need an appointment to see him. You just walk into his office and say, Hi, Dad. Stop by for a chat. Well, if you've given your heart to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords, you're in a royal family of unspeakable qualities and unspeakable joy. And since Jesus is your captain, since He's your Savior, since He's your Lord, you don't need an appointment to see Him. You see, it, it don't matter when it is. You can call on Him in the morning. You can call on Him at noon. Or you can call on Him late at night and Jesus will say, I will. 
I will take care of you. I will be with you. I will need meet your need. I will help you through your troubled times. My question today is, are you willing to call on Him? Are you willing to listen to Him? Are you willing to humble yourself and call on Jesus and let Him say, I will? Because it's up to you and Him. You've got to have the faith. You've got to have the trust. And let Him worry about the know-how. Because He will. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank You for this opportunity today to be in Your house, Father, to spend time in Your Word. Father, I thank You for this church and this church family. Father, we just pray together now and we just ask for miracles to keep happening. We've seen miracles happen before, Father, and we're just asking that You keep doing miracles, that You keep hearing us and You say, I will. Father, we thank You for loving us. We thank You for Your mercy and Your grace. We thank You for the blessings that You give us, Father. And certainly we ask that You bless us with some more rain that we desperately need, Father, that only You could provide. And we know every day we're a day closer. Certainly, Father, we ask that You forgive us where we fail You. We ask that You guide and direct us, continue to protect us in this very challenging time that we live. Father, I pray for folks that are not with us today. I pray that they're safe, they're okay. And I pray for all the folks on our prayer list that You'll be with each one of them, that You will meet each need that they have. Heal where healing is, is, is needed, Father. Give comfort and peace where that is needed. Just whatever the need is, Father. They may just need to feel Your nearness, Your love, Your compassion. And just show it to them. So Father, as we leave this place, just guide and direct us. Just watch over us and care for us, Father. And we ask that You will help us point people to You. That we will be living examples for You. It's in Your Son's name we pray. Amen.